Legends, welcome to the Electrician's Success Podcast. Today we've got Ryan Greger from RCG Electrical. You're going to be following his journey of growth on the podcast. We've decided this year is a year of content. Get excited. There's going to be heaps coming out on all social platforms. This podcast is going to be really exciting as well. So I'm glad that you're here and make sure you subscribe to this channel and leave us a review if you haven't already. This is a really big session because we're covering a lot of stuff. You're sort of going to be jumping in. He's been with us for a couple of weeks doing coaching. And at the very start of the coaching, we're breaking down the reason why they're in business, the vision of their business, and we deconstruct their financials. What's really cool about Ryan's journey is his before he started his business, he worked his way through the academy content and set up a lot of his foundation, which is actually level two of the coaching program. And so a lot of that's already set up. So it's been really cool to work with him and I'm excited to be sharing his journey with the industry to help others really hone in and optimize to help lift the standard from the bottom up. So what you'll notice today is us sort of already talking about things that we've set up, but the next step for Ryan is putting on his first staff member, which is awesome because he's only been in business for a couple of months. But because he's set everything up right, he's able to achieve that in such a fast um, uh, time. So let's just jump into this session, see what you reckon, but keep following us. We're going to be talking more and more and more with our other coaching uh, clients as well and other academy members. So there's going to be a lot happening here on the podcast. So get excited. Um, In this one, I'm traveling out to Horsham. So the signal got a bit bad and we chopped out a couple of times. Just ignore that. We'll just uh, just pretend it didn't happen. All right, have a good one. Ryan! Yo, how you going? What's happening, man? Nah, not much, mate. Yourself? Just walking along the beach, actually. Oh, cool. I'm driving out. Just got off the two-hour delayed flight from Perth to Ballarat. Uh, um, Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne, that's where you are, mate. I'm going through Ballarat. I got to the airport and the fucking car rental place was off-site, so I had to get on this random <laughs> shuttle bus, which was like a dingy old thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just crazy. How's you go? Yeah, good time to get out of the, the city way- too, mate. On my way to Horsham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Good stuff. It's cool, to, cool to catch up. So, yeah, this will be our first session on the podcast, but also um, running through what we've been up to over the last couple of weeks. Yep. So I'm pumped about that. Yeah. Tell us, just tell us a little bit about yourself, man, since it's the first one. Yep. Just, just so the listeners know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Let's um, talk about it. So, uh, electrical contractor based in Adelaide. Um, been uh, working for myself now for probably, oh, not that long really, a couple of months now, I'd say. So, yep. um, previously uh, to... I'd say I've been on the academy for probably about a year and a half now. So I was sort of in and out of whether I was going to go out on my own or not. And the thing that I was sort of missing was, um, you know, having the processes in place or basically being able to accrue clients. Because from initially when I used to talk to people about like when they started their electrical business, they were either really old, um, people who've been doing it for 20 years and they say like, oh, you know, when you start, you might do, you know, one job a week and, you know, you just got to make do with that. Or... uh, people who sort of were really involved in their local sporting clubs and stuff like that. And what they would do is usually get in with one builder um, and that builder would usually dictate all of their work. And the idea like behind that never really sat like that well with me because you, I just didn't like the idea of someone having that much leverage over you when you were supposed to be running your own business, uh, having one client that basically could dictate what you could charge and when you were supposed to be somewhere and you were, you had to bend to their will because otherwise you yeah. had nothing to do. Yeah. That's right. And so many people run that model too. Exactly. So, uh, so. yeah, what, uh, I guess what led me to uh, start my business was uh, sort of dove into the academy and uh, learned all I could from there. And it pretty much was a catalyst that sort of gave me the confidence to go out and start my own business. Um, yeah. And, it was, yeah, it's been great yeah, so far. So it's been really good. You have seriously hit the ground running, man. And to stretch out like you did and do a big investment from the start and get, you know, a high performance coaching package at the Academy is our last spot as well. We don't, we can't fit any more people in that anymore. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, super stoked to 
have you on at the start of your journey and literally you are doing so well already in the first couple of months from what you've already learned and set up through the academy. So I'm pumped for you. Yeah, it's been great, mate. It's been really good. Cool. So what are we talking about today? We've been, we've been doing a couple of weeks now together. We're pretty much finished our foundation level. We're already on le- nearly level three. Mm. So tell us a little bit about what your weeks look like and what you've been up to. Um, so this week uh, was just sort of integrating the dynamic scheduling that we've been talking about last uh, last week. I think that was. Yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, uh, all in all, like uh, wasn't too bad. Like what I did today though, that sort of uh, put a bit of a spanner in the work. So I went to went to go look at a job, and I had uh, so I've got Friday. What are we? Wednesday today. So yeah, I had I got Friday already booked out. Um, and then I went, had Wednesday fully booked out and um, basically had a little oven changeover to do in the morning. And yep. uh, the old, uh, you know, you get there and um, it's a 2.5 on a general circuit because the old one was a gas gas oven with um, gas cooktop. And they bought an electric oven. So um, yeah, had to, you know, do the whole upgrade and everything, which I didn't I only allowed about an hour and a half, uh, maybe two hours or something like that before I had to shoot off to the other job. So instead of pushing every single other job back, I had to sort of abandon that one and made room for that tomorrow, which is where the sort of, I guess, the dynamic scheduling did did help out. Um, and it just sort of filled up most of the next day, but um, all I did was sort of make an allowance yeah. uh, in the in the upgrade for the wasted time today as well. So it wasn't all yeah. or nothing. Yep. So dynamic schedule, for anyone that doesn't understand, is the booking as a sole trader is having flexible days every second day so that like that example that you just given ryan you can push jobs back you can move jobs it gives you flexibility throughout your week yeah yeah so you felt that how would have that been different before uh well i would say uh if i'd booked up the rest of the week i would have basically had to look forward to the next available spot in the following week um and then you run the risk of uh you know you don't want to work in those sort of reactive jobs where while they are willing to wait a little bit to get it done, you know, they might wait to the end of the week if, if they had to. Um, you yeah. run the risk of them saying, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. We we'll, yeah. might get someone else to do that. And then that two hours or hour and a half inspecting how to do the job um, and, you know, pulling apart and figuring out what was the go um, would have been for nothing. Um, yeah. But it was actually uh, quite a uh, – it was also good uh, going there, putting into practice um, – uh, just building a relationship with the client straight away. So what I found, uh, so to give an example, as soon as I walked in there, um, it was a new, brand new kitchen, so brand new oven and all extension out the back. Yep. Um, so straight away, um, I just said like, oh, wow, this looks really good. And um, she straight away sort of latched onto that and I could tell I was onto a bit of a winner because she ended up taking me on a tour of the house. Um, nice. So <laughs> like, oh yeah, we've like done this and done this and, um, you know, like we, um, I noticed that they had like, you know, those old heritage light switches, they had all yep. those in, in the new area and I just pointed yeah. that out and she, you know, gave me this big spiel about how, um, it was, uh, supposed to, you know, and it did match with the rest of the house. So she was really happy to take me through all of that. So when we did run into a problem, it wasn't this sort of like, you know, like, cause I'd never met them before. It wasn't that shady electrician who rocks up and it's like, oh, you know, we've got this big problem straight away when I told her, she's like, oh, well, you know, whatever you've got to do to make it happen. Um, yeah. You know, old houses, I understand how it is sort of thing. And it was such an easy conversation. Um, yeah. So it was really good. So what does it say to you that she was comfortable enough to take you through the house? Uh, well, that she was already comfortable with me, really. Yeah. Uh, so by uh, immediate, like, so I guess by me taking an interest in it straight away, and you could see that that was, that obviously struck a chord with her because it was something that she was happy to show off to everyone. Yeah. Straight away, that uh, it was something that she was proud of and was what, happy to show off. What is the things, if you were to deconstruct the whole workflow here from the yep. moment she contacted you or he contacted you or whatever? Yep. yep. What are the things, the factors that made them feel comfortable with you, do you think, from your experience? Um, so basically from, from the initial phone call, I actually spoke, I spoke to the husband. Uh, most of my dealing has been with the uh, husband. Um, but, uh, sound, I basically, as soon as I answered the phone, just uh, asked him as much as I can about the job. 
um, tried to get a decent understanding and didn't sit around on the phone and um and ah. Um, yeah. Basically just said, like, okay, yeah, no worries. I'll call you back um, with a price, put it all together and called him back, uh, you know, confidently with a price. And I said, you know, from what you're describing to me, it sounds like it's going to be this, this. And I'll have to look at the job because of what you're describing can sometimes be um, more or less depending on exactly the example that I was talking about. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was happy with that and straight away. And uh, you could tell straight away by being on the phone that he was, he was a pretty good bloke. So like we sort yeah. of had a bit of a, bit of a connection going. So he said, yeah. he said, yeah, you know, happy, happy to go with that. And then uh, basically got to site today. Yeah. Went on, knocked on the door, sort of um, walked in and straight away, you know, just trying to find something to find common ground to talk about that wasn't about the job anyway. Um, yeah. You know, because also like it just, from a personal perspective, especially working on your own, you get bored talking about electrical work all day. So you just sort of, especially when there's someone there all day, I'll just try and find something else to talk about anyway to pass the time. So yeah. um, the good thing about that is that obviously it makes them feel comfortable, you know, and otherwise like it just feels, you know, like if you've got from an outsider's perspective and speaking to people who aren't electricians and stuff like that, I know some people when they have trades in the house, like they'll just like go into another room and like they'll be like in this other room knowing that there's an electrician or a plumber working there. Just floating around. Yeah. Yeah. And they just don't want to like be in that same room. So like I just try and, you know, make conversation and make them feel as comfortable as possible because they're in their own house as well. Like they they can do whatever they want really. Like I'm the one, I'm the one in their house. But um, so if I can, if I usually know if they'll hang around for a chat for a fair while um, that, yeah, we've got a bit of a connection going. Yeah. It's like, so the academy workflow is all about making that connection with the customer and making them feel comfortable enough yeah. that you can in, invite them into the experience that you're delivering for the customer. Yeah. Once it's an experience for them, then it's no longer what they were expecting, which is just your average electrician like you were just explaining. Yeah, yeah. there's the job. Just go ahead and do it. And they'll replace the PowerPoint and they'll leave. Yeah. That's all they get. And the employer's like, why don't we have any money? You know? I, th- I think I found also by like having them in the same room, they can see, even though they don't understand the electrical process that you're going through, they can see uh, the work unfolding. So like if you can bring them into it, so like for example, then I was just taking the PowerPoint off and I just explained to her like as I was doing it, I said, oh, I've just got to make sure that this cable is going to be able to handle the new oven and pulled the PowerPoint off and I said like, oh, you know, uh, have you got the spec sheet because this cable isn't very big and, you know, she could immediately say like, oh, this might be a problem and you know, bringing her in th- into that experience instead of just saying like, you know, she was in the other room and then you just come in and say like, that cable's not big enough. Yeah. Even though she doesn't understand what you're doing, they can see whether or not you love what you're doing. Yeah. And whether or not you're excited about what you're doing or concerned yeah. about what you're doing. So these are the things, are universal languages that everyone understands. So you gotta, you got to understand even though they don't understand the technical lingo yep. and you only pull out the technical lingo when you're trying to stun, stun someone yeah. <laughs> and try and make them feel overwhelmed with what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so if you, you can put it into layman's terms and make it easy for them to understand, then they feel more comfortable with you as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are times to pull out the lingo, you know, mm. when it's, when it's a complicated thing and you just, you don't, you don't have the time to, <laughs> Yeah, have a big conversation about the situation. You just need to say, I'm the authority. Trust me, this is the situation. You need to trust me on this one. But you need yep. to build that relationship first. Exactly. Yeah, I think because that's what, you know, you find yourself, well, not, I don't find it as much now, obviously, because I try and build the relationship before you do any of that stuff, but um, which all comes down to timing. But um, uh, by bringing out like, the technical things straight away, the person, like I think from an outsider perspective as well, they just think like this person's trying to trick me. And yeah. like people, especially like if you're talking about, you know, Jenny James, who's uh, gets an electrician. I like Jenny blue. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's a good customer. And, uh, you know, once in a blue moon and uh, probably nine times out of ten, their only exposure to trades other, uh, other than, you know, the ones they've had in their house are probably on a current affair. So they're very cautious yeah. of people and they you know they're worried about it straight away so the sooner that you can put them at ease and just under, they, they can trust you the better 100 percent. no that's mm-hmm. cool sweet so the dynamic schedule is working sweet for you 
Yep. So what's, yeah, nah. what's been what's been a success you've had this week? Would you say? Hmm. Um, Applying what we've oh, been learning. So uh, with the real estate stuff, I've got a couple. I've uh, got another uh, real estate booking tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but uh, with the RCD workflow and stuff like that that we've uh, been talking about, so uh, got a switchboard upgrade and a RCD upgrade. So that's good. Yeah. So uh, um, I fired through the phone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nice. it was. Um, that was just the last job that I actually the little little last like it was literally like uh, one RCD at the end of the job, but like um, I had. Uh, I wonder what I have in the middle of the day. I'm just trying to think. I had this lapse in the middle of the day, basically, where I lost a heap of time just like trying to get my computer to work. Yeah. And uh, ended up having to push a job back to tomorrow. Oh, that oven one. And um, uh, with that RCD upgrade, I was able to bring my um, productivity just back up to 100% for the day, which was good. Back. Hey. So, yeah, 100% productivity. Was that including your travel and yep. everything? Yes. Yeah. How good yep. is that? Yeah, so um, I found like uh, the biggest uh, issue that I was having uh, wasn't so much uh, the actual quotes that I was winning. It was more so the gaps between jobs. So by yeah. being able to try and like you know cram as much into a day, uh, it's been been good. Good like when that does happen. Um, yeah, I guess that's just going to pick up with um, more uh, more work coming in. Those more little jobs. Yeah, you're always. No matter what size you are, you're always going to have these fluctuations where it's less busy and more busy. Yep. The challenge is that through the dynamic scheduling, as you scale, like we teach in the academy, you need to be able to support the the effortless um, freedom, almost feeling that you've got, like, yeah, I can yep. do that now attitude towards the work because what happens with staff when you start piling up work on them they go into fight yeah. or flight fight or flight is like fuck just got to get to that next job because if i don't get there in time i'm going to miss out i'm going home yeah. on time and that's all they care yeah. about so so they 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 just throw the the things that will make you money and profit and product high productivity levels out the door because is get on home on time and they know they've got extra jobs at yeah. the end. Now, if you don't have a dynamic schedule, you can't push those jobs at the end when someone gets an upgrade over to someone yeah. else. So you're always going to have that fluctuation. And But as a sole trader, you will still get busy like you just yeah. demonstrated today where you've, you've been able to push a job over, but then you've filled it up with another job at yeah. the end. If you went ahead and did that oven today, you could do it at the end of the day, but it's just extra work. And you can see how an employee probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. So they're not going to work 12 hours no. if, if that's not what they're used to working. No, exactly. And you know? it was just get well, in so, that instance, so this one was uh, nor, uh, northwest of the city and I had to be basically at the airport at 10 o'clock. And then the next job was southwest of the city. So there was no point driving you know, northwest to start the job, back to the airport to do a, a two-hour job, back to northwest to do finish off the job, then back down to southwest. Basically, you know, up and down the up and down the western yeah. side all day. I would have lost all that time in travel, yeah. so it's just easier to um, you know shift that money over to the next day, add it into the quote, um, and then uh, cover myself. Yeah, yeah cover yep, yourself. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Good successes, man. Good to hear that uh, you're getting those the RCD workflows yeah. working so well for you. Now, that little tweak that we talked about a couple of weeks ago for our team has been yeah. amazing. Like, just switchboards galore yeah. now. It's crazy. Uh, which is great because what we're doing is bringing properties yep. up to standard um, and demonstrating of safety to the customer. And, you know, sometimes people just need to have you on their side to help them understand that this putting RCDs on every circuit, which is currently standard, yeah. uh, is the safest option for them. And if there is, is anything wrong in the house, yeah. then that's going to that's gonna yeah, protect exactly. them and, the, and their family I've, and their house. I found uh, just by, you know, querying with so them. So real good. Well done on that. Know, like, oh, did you so, know that? 
X, Y, Z is actually not protected from electrocution. And they would just say like, oh, no, like I thought we had a safety switch in the switchboard, so I thought it was covered. But by, you know, just letting them know that, they they just, like a lot of the time, they appreciate the fact that you've notified them. And you can offer you can offer the solution there and then, obviously, yep. and say, well, I can actually fix this for you right now, you know, should you want to. Um, because it'll, yeah, exactly, make your house safer. Um, yep. If anything does go wrong, that's what the RCDs are there for. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's been really yeah. good um, doing it that way. Yes, well done. Cool. So, challenges, man. This is where we get to have a bit of fun. Find out where you're struggling, enhance, and optimise. So let's talk about what um, challenges you're having at the moment. See. Um, I would say, yeah, the, the main challenge I've had this week um, would probably just be... Let me think. I don't know. It's, it's, it hasn't actually been too bad. Like, um, I would say just overall... Uh, you know, getting enough work in for, you know, this week and the next week. But what I've actually found uh, by the tweak to the um, AdWords campaign that we did a while ago is that's actually really helped. And just by um, getting a couple of property managers on board and stuff like that as well, um, it does. And, you know, by doing that and the extra upsells and stuff like that, just by being able to push things around, like we were saying, um, makes it a lot easier to sort of fill out places. But... Um, I would say more on a uh, um, not like, you know, purely productivity and getting as much work as possible. I would say the biggest thing that I've struggled with this week is probably just no, like, you know, more work is good, but knowing when to sort of, to sort of stop working at the end of the day, because you're always, and it's less productive because like I always, I'll stop, stop work at say, you know, whatever time and go to do something and while I'm cooking tea I'll think like oh I just forgot about like, oh, I can just do this like while I'm here and um, you know doing that yeah. and when now that the actually now that the work's all picking up as well the alterations that I was trying to get done to the website so I, what I did is uh, you know how like I've changed that to the front page of the website um, I've, yeah, yeah exactly so I've been trying to do, do an hour a day of that but it just yep. seems to be so slow going through with that. But what I've uh, what I did so far is just prioritise them. So I went into Google Analytics, um, which I've set up uh, with a tag on my site, and looked at the top um, ten pages that everyone was going to. So that accounts for essentially about ninety percent of the traffic. Yep. And um, I've altered those yeah. ones, and then gone from there. Yep, I think you can also do it from your that's a great way to do it and you can also do it from your uh, lifetime date view on your AdWords campaign to find out how many yeah. get the most clicks but, and work that way as well that way you know you're, you're doing the ones that have yeah. the most traffic like you just said uh, first and the other ones are less likely yep. to be clicked yeah, that's so true. it's not so urgent yep. yep yeah so that's cool that's good 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 uh, alright so with that now it's really important that you still maintain. I know it's early days. You get really excited. You yep. want to pump out as much work all the time, but maintain your relationships yeah. as well. So you need to be switching off at some time, spending time with a partner uh, where you're not working or going, oh, shit, that's right, halfway through a movie yeah, and exactly. get out and just writing some notes down. So we, we want to be making sure we brain dump before you do any yep. uh, switch off for the night. Because that rest has yeah. such a profound impact on your next day. If you allow your brain to actually rest from work and knowing that you've set up your t- task management system, you've got everything yep. that needs to be done in there, there's, it's less likely there's other things that will pop up while you're doing yeah. It, yeah. your what personal a, time stuff. I've so, sort of uh, so, been combining yep. the, uh, which has been actually good to uh, sort of kill two birds with one stone because... Uh, so recently got uh, got given my my brother actually uh, he's big into his technology so I bought a new Apple Watch and I inherited the uh, the dingy old one and uh, so I've uh, chucked that on it I've just been using that to like because obviously when you're out on the tools you're pretty active but when I've been in the office for like a whole day I've just sort of set a goal for ten thousand steps and 
a daily calorie and exercise um, uh, goal as well. So basically, which at the end of the day, it's been good. So I've just set aside time to basically finish that off at the end of the day, which usually the missus and I will go for a bit of a walk or a bit of a run. And coming in nicer weather, it's certainly a lot easier to make it down to the beach and stuff like that, um, which has been good for uh, keeping active, um, which is like I certainly noticed that yeah. my... Uh, Demeanour deteriorates a lot when I'm not doing any uh, any kind of exercise. Uh, B, spending time with the missus, and C, just getting out into the sun as well, so not being cooped up all day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So important. If you're if you're in a management role, how yeah. important it is to be yeah. active. Like if you're out in the tools and you're doing work, that's great. You're going to be getting heaps of exercise in it anyway run around, carrying ladders, cable drums, like whatever it is. So that's great. But yeah, as soon as you get into a management role, that's one of the most challenging things to overcome is being able to function, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of people sit. Yep. I've got a standing desk. I don't yeah. sit at all unless I'm driving a car <laughs> or watching a movie. Uh, that would be weird. I was standing watching oh, movies. That was fucking weird, so I stopped doing that. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, right in the middle. Still right in yeah. the middle. Nah, so, um, yeah, I get pretty obsessive with things. But um, that was, uh, that the, the point is, because I was managing so much, I was, you know, I was being too sedentary and it really affected my performance. So I do everything I can to move as much as possible throughout the day. And when you're standing, it's easy yeah. to bounce, take a couple of steps, do a squat, like, Twist yeah. your body. Yep. It just it just happens. You know you don't even need to think about it throughout the day. So that's that's really important to optimize that too. But yeah, in terms of like switching off at night, uh, get everything throughout yeah. the day. Get really good at yep. getting your in stuff into a sauna throughout the day with your task management system and and that way there's less things yeah. that you're going yeah, to remember because you've already got actually, them. Um, Capture them throughout the day as the sauna relevant. So I've got Spark as well now. Um, just being able to sort of at the end of the day, you know, flick this there, 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 there. Oh, that's got to be over there. Yeah. Right, I sit down, look at Asana, put, you know, finish all the invoices and the COCs that I had to do for the day, put in what am I thinking about at the time, just assign that, reassign some tasks around, and then you think, like, good, done. Like, now I know that, like, I can't, I can't forget about it and anything I was thinking about is in there. And you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, how good is that feeling? And then you can literally go, done for the day. Yeah, I'll come yeah. back to you I've tried tomorrow. to get the missus onto the uh, about um, like, no, I'll come back to you tomorrow. Just for like the shopping list and everything, because like I'm shocking with that. So, like, she's 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 still back in the Stone Ages, mate. She's got the pen and pad, and uh, well, I just she goes, oh, I just write it on the shopping list. I says, no, you got to get an Asana account, and like, <laughs> you assign the shopping yeah. list to me, and I'll just put in the bits and pieces as we need them. Yeah, exactly. And then you can't lose it either because that's what usually what happens is leave the shopping yeah, list at home. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah or in the, the car. You're like, walk in, grab the trolley, get halfway, and you're like, where's that shopping list? Ah, uh, lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did I show you for? Yeah, no, that's been great. It's like 50-item list, and you walk out with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. No, I'm glad that's working so well. Sweet. So, tell me a little bit yep. about yeah, really your good. real estate um, meeting. It was, uh, How actually, did that go? Um, I just found, like, as we were talking about initially, by changing the way that you sort of run run your meetings. So, instead of, you know, bringing out statements and stuff like that, I found just by, like, I thought, you know, they don't know anything about electrical work. They're not going to want to, like, engage. But, you know, just by, like... Um, asking questions about things, I've found that people actually chirp up a lot more often. And because they're all comfortable, uh, it's not like they've come to this seminar where it's, uh, they've come to this seminar where it's, um, you know, uh, a bunch of people they don't know. Like you've come to a place where they're, they're comfortable and like you're the, the odd one out. So they're, they're pretty happy to chirp in. Um, and yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. If you let them. So yeah. many people will just dictate the meetings and like blah, 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 me, 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 me. Yeah. 
or but I information, found also just information, like information. No, it's a lot easier them to even talk to. Uh, you know, like it feels, even though you're delivering less information it, because they're talking, it feels to them, I think, that they're getting more value out of it. So, yeah. Oh, in life, man, in life, like do that to your friends from now on. Do that to your family. Like you'll become yeah. a really valued, extra valued person yeah. because yeah, the, exactly. the way that you but, speak to um, them with yeah, so that was showing interest really good. In them. So, um, uh, getting getting a few of those on boards really uh, um, helped cool. with a, a few, like filling a few gaps and everything like that, which has been good in, in regards to the sh- schedule. Hmm. Yep. Excellent. Cool. Awesome. Um, so, what's the next step? What are we doing? Where are we going? We need to. Yep. So you you've. We're going to start yep. looking at when you're going to put your first tradesman on yep. after we have a look at your P&L. So we were aiming for January, which will be exceptional, and we, yep. will, we will hit that. I reckon yeah. you're going on track for that. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Don't want to do it before yep. that because Christmas is notoriously, for this yep. type of work, yep. bad <laughs> because people go on holidays and they don't want to work in Australia. So... Um, so how are you feeling? What what are you feeling at the moment about your workload? How are you feeling about if you were to hand it over yeah. to someone else? Oh, you got confidence honestly, in new people, like, uh, all that sort of stuff. I feel like the about? amount of work that I'm doing now, uh, I, like, I don't know how it would go in the transition. I think having the, um, having the incentives there would certainly help, but I feel like I'm really, like, getting... For me, anyway, getting the most that I can out of every job, out of a necessity. So by having a work uh, limitation or by having not enough work in the day, um, it, it's an extra drive to sort of go that extra mile and suggest A, B, C, D until, you know, um, until you've exhausted all your options. But um, I don't know how yeah. someone else would go with that. So, like, I think... Yeah. As, like, I would... Pro- yeah. I would like to see probably uh, a slightly more packed in schedule for someone like that. And um, uh, because mine has sort of been, you know, pretty open and I've just been filling it in with all the, all the upgrades and everything that I've been getting. So, which is helping. Um, But uh, so yeah, gut feeling, it just depends on how, how we go uh, in regards to consistent work that I've got coming in really. Um, I guess the other option also uh, is, um, you know, more marketing and everything like that, which would obviously scale up with the extra person. Cool. Uh, um, yep. I don't know how we're going to go with signal-wise. Yep. I'm just driving out country, that's all. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's fine, mate. We'll just see how it goes. So, j- just on your point there, so you're just talking about a cutoff just before um, we were talking about Yep. How are you going to feel about putting yep. someone okay. else on? So, um, Let's jump in there. Uh, basically, what I was just saying was um, I, like the amount of workflow that I uh, sorry workload have now is probably an adequate amount for you know someone to get by. But I was saying I feel like I have been um, you know maximising every job I've been going to because and it's out of a necessity uh, you know because you need that money to eat and you need that money to be paid. Yeah. Um, you know, take your pay home at the end of the week, sorry. And um, I just think, like, by putting someone else on, if you gave them the same amount of workload that I started with every week, um, they would pro- – and, you know, and they uh, – it wasn't their business, but, you know, they, you know, just got told to go into all of these jobs. They would make a lot less money, I think, because um, – and, you know, I guess that's how it is because, you know, they shouldn't probably have to – they shouldn't work as hard as you because it is your business. But um, I'll – no. And they won't, they won't ever, and they won't ever start yep. good enough to what you could take them to, you know? So, and the big thing that you're doing so well is you're able to turn these small jobs into really valuable, profitable ones. That's something that takes time. Like the stuff that you've learned in the academy has dialed you in to be able to do that. So we need whoever we hire for you to be the right personality to be able to eat up training content yeah. in the academy before they even start. So that's the beauty of the academy, man. Like you can set up all of your 
courses, your your systems and everything in there so that you say, hey, you're going to start at my company. What I need you to do before you even start, just go start working through this. I need you to fully yeah. understand it before you even start, before you pay them a dollar. They start clued on, you know, rather than you having yeah. to teach them yeah. by mistakes, which is frustrating. So that's the beauty of it. So, um, but yeah, but you can just, you're a perfect example. You're just going yeah. to use yourself as an example. You know how powerful it was. So you got to get your yep. guys doing that too before they start with you. And when they get out there, you know, it's just yep. test, it's test and reflect and over and over. Oh, because I was trying to think right. the other day, like, you know, how to incentivize people, but I can't, like, obviously we are talking about, you know, financial incentives and stuff like that. Well, I can't really think of another way that, uh, like, I can think of other, other ways that people would want to be incentivized because we were talking about this, you know, with another guy that I know. Um, and, like he just by his personality I know not that he's looking for a job but um, I know that he would like he wants financial incentive but um, for some people I, like if, yeah. if if you said to some people you can have an extra uh, you know X amount of dollars for every downlight that you you upgrade that's not on the job sheet or you said you can have an extra um, you know uh, if you upgrade a switchboard you can knock off at lunchtime on Friday, but they're not. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't want them to, no, you don't want them to knock off, but you want them to be productive. Yeah. So, and one switchboard is not good enough. You want multiple switchboards in the week, you know? So, but you're right. And that's, that's what we, I'll have to send you the video from the Academy on, on the incentivization model with the shopping, this pricing system, because our guys are getting commissions of, 1500 bucks, yeah, you know, on average, yep. that's what our guys get extra, yeah, top of their wage, and they get a high wage as well. So, that's that's the power of when you get it right because what that ends up yeah. equating to is an extra fifty thousand yeah. dollars in work over five people. So, it's, it's a lot that can be created on the job, yeah, but the team has to be able to produce that. And you have to incentivize them, otherwise, well, yeah, there's only so much. It means like, extra effort, and, but no reward. Uh, coming from like another place where you know, like it, uh, those things aren't incentivized, but like uh, depending on the person, some people are naturally, you know, naturally just want to do right by the people they work for because they enjoy praise. But if you want people to really go above and beyond, there's only like you got to incent- you got to, I guess, you got to have the right person who wants you know to earn more money, and also you have to incentivize them with that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you want them to be fucking animals, like, and actually really want it, like, really want it, yeah. Then that's, then you have to, you have to incentivize it. There's no way that they're going to push themselves to nth degree, yeah. If there's not an nth degree yeah. of reward for them, yeah. You know what I mean? And they just won't. And the praise, you know, with praise, if you don't, if you, if they feel fulfillment through praise and you don't praise them one week when they work their ass off just because mm. you're busy, what happens to that relationship? You know? So it has to be something tangible, something that's... And the secret here is you have to reward effort and it has to be an instant instant yeah. indicator that their effort was rewarded. That's the that's the riddle for everyone that's not an academy member. <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, that's what you have to do because if you're not rewarding effort and it's not instantly, yep. if it's not easy for them to understand, it's not instant for them to understand as well. Yep. Like I put in the effort and I get an instant reward, then I'm not saying yeah. the money goes instantly in their bank, but I'm just saying they need to have known that they've yeah. got a reward for, yep. for the effort that they've put in and for that job. Or that sorry, effort. you go. Um, I was just going to say, and that, that doesn't have to be on the job either. That could be effort through uh, customer reviews. It could be effort through participation and earning points and badges in the academy. There's all different yeah. ways that you can incentivize effort. So you just have to work out what's best for your company. Yeah, and yeah exactly. What you value um, the most. For us, it's providing value to the customer. So, you know, helping them understand what value looks like and a valuable service and having every single component from the moment they text, email or call us, yeah, we, we're providing value to them. We're making it as easy 
as possible for them to understand how much value they're getting and yeah. far yeah. outweighs the dollars yep. they give us. I found that uh, the other day, like I was working at a lady's house and um, like while I was there, she was just picking my brain with, you know, X, Y, Z sort of thing. And you could just tell that um, like she was just loving having someone to, you know, bounce ideas off. Like she could say like, oh, you know, I've got this, this problem here. Like what would you recommend with that? Yep. And like you could, oh, you know, if this was my house, I would do this. And she'd be like, oh, well, like, how much is that? And you'd say, you know, this. And then she would say, oh, okay, well, like, let's just do that. And, you know, or if she, like, and we got to the point where yep. we'd sort of saturated her, uh, um, saturated, uh, saturated her budget for the day at the time. Options. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, like, oh, I do want it to go budget, ahead with yeah. this stuff. Uh, but, you know, I only, only have, like, this much money to spend, which, you know, I guess everyone's got a budget. And I, we said, um, you know, I'll call you in, I'll, like I said to her, I'll call you in three weeks and, you know, we'll, I'll follow it up and see how you're going if you want to, um, you know, book it in. Mm. Perfect. You're planting the seed, man. That's exactly what you want to be doing, and that's exactly what yeah. your staff need to be yep. saying when they work for you as well. Planting exactly. seeds everywhere. Which reminds me, actually. My lawn. Yeah, my lawn's they will go to uh, plant some you need seeds. Do some gardening. It's a. I can multitask oh. actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll plant the seeds, and we'll do that we'll now. Water. And we we have to plant some actual seeds. Yes. And me- metaphorical seeds as well. Um, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so back what I was to the say. back to Circling what you're feeling back about uh, stuff, putting on stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, but you do it. my biggest concern is um, committing to putting putting someone on and having to, you know, after three weeks, having to say like, listen, you know, there's not enough work, and having to put someone off after you've. And I don't want to do that to someone else. And I, I don't want to do that to me because I'll basically end up, you know, going backwards after all that time. But also I wouldn't want to do that to someone else, you know, promise them a job. Uh, and, it, you know, they might be a really good worker and a nice person. And through no fault of their own, they've left without a job. Yep. So. Yeah. I understand that. But I also understand the, the amount of things that you're going to learn from hiring anyone at any time, people fear, they fear yep. too much about what if I have to put them off. Yeah. And that's what you have to do sometimes. And so what would be like, and so they, and so what ends up having is they three, four years down the yeah. track still don't put anyone else on. I was talking to someone this morning, nine years in business. Never put anyone else on. They always did subcontractors because they feared they might yeah. not have enough work for them. So they never did it. So they never committed. So that level of fear that you don't want to hurt someone's feelings has prevented them from scaling and getting the freedom that they want. So you're literally sacrificing your family and yeah. your own life in fear yeah. that you might hurt someone's what I- feelings. Uh, what I found with so, uh, even just like going out on my um, own, I just saw like majority of the time whenever I do anything, like I do, I like to plan everything, but majority of the time I just sort of operate on the on the theory that um, uh, by, you know, letting things, doing everything you can and then just relaxing and know that you've done it. Um, and, you know, if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, that's served me pretty well so far. But... Uh, yeah. Key point. Yeah. yeah. Done everything you can. If you're doing everything you can, which you are, because you've got me on your side as well, you've gone through the academy, you are literally doing everything you can. Mm. You're a star pupil. But what? But that's the key point. If you are doing everything you can and then you still have to let them go, that's not your fault. You did everything you can. You can't take that on as a personal thing. But if you're blatantly hiring someone without actually planning it in and working out well if I have someone what are the action steps I need to take to ensure that they stay employed and you do everything you can and it doesn't work yeah that's fine you can walk away feeling good but if you just put them on and didn't do anything about it yeah you're likely to not be able to keep them on because you just need to be taking action when you put someone else on what's so good about putting someone else on is it drives most people yeah. to make to take action because it's like so 
but it's taking that step. It's like starting a business for the first time. It's that step. But once you take it, you're off and running. Same with hiring your first employee. Once you take it, you're off and running. But so many other people make the mistake mm. of hiring an apprentice first in when it's not no. the best option to hire an apprentice. So in terms of capacity of workload, when you hire a tradesperson, they can go out and legally do work. And then you get the shonky mm. people that just send apprentices out to do work anyway. But if you're going to do this right, you can send out a trained tradesman that can sell like a, a pro. He can provide value like an expert. And then they go out and they can double yeah. your productivity. They can double your capacity. As soon as you put an apprentice on, you might think, mm. oh, I'll get some stuff done faster. But in reality, you've got to train yeah. this person. So you're explaining things. You're trying to get them to understand what it is to work for someone. You're trying to build their work ethic. And sure, after four years, then you've got an asset on your hands. But it's yeah. four years you have to wait before you can grow. And usually it's that yeah. employment of an apprentice that stumps you. I've worked with someone really closely when I started with them. They had two apprentices and they were stuck. They couldn't grow. There's no way they could yeah. grow without breaking the law. I think, yeah, I think uh, so, something uh, to consider. just back there where you were saying as well um, is uh, I think those feelings of concern would more so come with the fact that we haven't sat down. What, what we probably need to do is sit down and actually nut out, you know, uh, same way as reverse engineering the P&L with one person, re- like sit back down and say, you know, we need this many billable hours per week. And, you know, if worse comes to worst, uh, you know, uh, if this, that person is doing this many and I'm doing this many, there's still enough to, you know, keep going. Um, and these are the, you know, and that's, yep. that's the sort of thing yep. that's, um, absolutely, man. is, uh, you know, that I found, you know, helpful, obviously, initially when uh, starting out on my own, um, building, building, like reverse engineering your P&L, deciding how I was going, I guess like a business plan, really, like how you're going to accrue clients and everything like that. And it's probably just yeah. a, point of, uh, a matter of sitting back down and saying, you know, when I get to this, uh, you know, amount of work, then we can look at hiring someone and then we've got to, you know, ramp up to X. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So it's quite simple to work out as well. So with you, sole trader, you're going to put on another tradesman and you work out the hourly rate and you work out what that's going to be a month for the four weeks pay week month and the five week pay month. And then you, because you're a sole trader at the moment, you don't have it on finance. But if you finance your first vehicle, it's just doubling that. It's doubling your fuel consumption. It's doubling all the other things that you're going to be like doing as yeah. a result of having a second tradesperson. Once you work that out, and it's not yep. materials though, because that's a cost of sale, and yep. it will fluctuate with the amount of work that you're getting done. So the cost of materials is always going to fluctuate up and down depending on yep. what you, sort of work you got. So, but if you go through and you get your van, your fuel, your uniforms, like your one-off cost of uniforms, you add all that in, and then you look at just the wages plus those few things I just said uh, and the other things that you work out, and you say, it's going to cost me X amount per month to keep this person on. Now, you should, before you put someone else on like that, be in a position where you can say your net profit covers that cost at the moment. Close enough to, because also you're, you're losing opportunity. If you're maxing out your productivity at the moment, you're losing opportunity where you can't do the work. So understanding when you don't lose the work because you're in a position where you can take the work, yeah. that will be extra income as well. So, but if you're looking at your P&L and you see your, let's just say it costs, it's going to cost yep. you an extra 10000 a month to put this person on and you're netting yep. 10000 or even 8000 a month, then your goal is to get at least $2,000 extra than what you're getting now. Can I get an extra $2,000 with all yep. of that extra time? Say if you work zero and or and you could get yeah. the other person to work no. as well as you did, which they probably won't, but you yep. 
you would have to work probably 20 or 30%. But with that extra 70% of time that you've got, would you be able to get an extra yeah. $2,000 worth of work? The answer is yes, if you're working well, hard. Like, even at uh, it, easily. Like with the amount of uh, free time, like I've had enough sort of free time uh, some days to just sort of plot around and do some um, office work in the middle of the day anyway. Um, it, just from upselling and stuff like that and just by having gaps in the schedule that I've, you know, filled the productivity-wise with uh, the upsell. But then, you know, you're left with the free time to actually do office work, um, which has been good. Yep, that's right. So you're not even fully productive yet and you're already in a position where you can put on a tradie, work zero, like just continue doing the work off-site. I mean, work is in on-site billable time and spend that time, even if you're out with them, you you and another tradesman out in the job so you can train them, you'd still make enough to break even or more. So... But that's because you've set everything up right. Like you've gone through the academy, you've done all that. Um, everything's set up and you're able to get that sort of net profit right from the get-go, which is so cool to see, man. Like, yeah, it's good. One in a million, eh? It's like uh, to say it. Um, and I think like the that. biggest thing that, well, uh, the biggest thing that's been uh, cutting into um, profits uh, for the first couple of months is just sort of, you know, little purchases here and there. Um, another thing, you know, obviously with the car, like that was... Uh, I think that I could have certainly put on finance and I could have used all that money. Uh, it could have used, you know, a third of that money uh, for the initial, you know, testing equipment and everything like that. So, um, yeah, good, good lesson in that. Um, get your cars yep. on finance. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. It's all tax deductible and depreciated yeah. over yep. five years if it's new. And then you keep the cash in your bank because you want to keep that, cash set aside for your tax, your GST, as you go, tax and um, yep. company tax as well. Obviously, yeah, uh, you want to make sure Definitely. that you can pay those bills. That's a big mistake. A lot of people go, oh, look at all the money in my bank. Yeah. Tax time comes around, oh, how am I going to afford that? Yeah. Now I've got no money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How good was that? Heaps of good tips in there. I hope you enjoyed it. That concludes our session for today because Signal dropped out and we had no more things to say. I called him back on the cellular and finished off the coaching session with some high value stuff. But I hope you really enjoyed what we're doing here. I hope you can get a lot of tips and it helps you motivate you to do a lot better work out there with higher quality and bring the standard up. And it starts with you. You know, always look to improve what you do always keep learning keep looking for new ways to learn and our industry will be a better place we're going to have to help educate the people that are not charging enough so that we can all have successful sustainable business and and uh, the lives that we want to live okay that concludes this session i'll see you in the next one bye bye